0: Welcome to JSA On The Air. In this week's episode, Ken and Aiden are talking about their various experiences in Japan.
1: Hey everyone, my name is Ken Aratame. I'm the Vice President of the Japanese Student Association.
0: And I'm Aiden Coleman. I'm the Secretary of Japanese Student Association. Uh,
1: today we're recording a podcast, um, just talking about some things and all things that are Japanese.
0: Yep. So yeah, uh, in case you didn't know, we have a club Spotify account called, it's called GSUJSA, right? Yeah, it is. Um, Go follow. We release playlists, uh, recommendations, things like that.
1: Roughly bi-weekly.
0: Playlists. And then one is Shimauta, which is like Okinawa music, Mm -hmm. and Enka, which is, I don't, I guess to describe that, it's like Japanese blues, I guess.
1: You said Shimauuta. Is that Shimaota. traditional Okinawan music? I've heard kinda, of that.
0: Kinda. It's just like it's kind of like an umbrella term for like all Okinawan music. So some of it is like traditional songs, and some of it is like more modern stuff, like recent re- recently released stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like Shima, like island and Uta song. Oh, so I don't. didn't think about that.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for viewers who don't, or sorry, listeners who don't understand Japanese, Shima means mountain. Island. Island, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shima means island, and uh, Uta means song. Yeah,
0: so Okinawa. Should, should I talk about Okinawa? Yeah, I, when I was little, I used to live in Okinawa. That's my connection to Japan, I guess. Um, so yeah, kind of listening to Shima, Shima Uta is like, nostalgic for me, I guess. I think her president, Savannah, can probably relate to that because she said her mom listens to it all
1: the time. Did your parents tend to listen to that, or just the friends that you made,
0: maybe? This is the kind of stuff that would, like, play on the radio. Oh. So, okay. which, I don't know. I don't know if the radio is still popular in Okinawa. Like, people still listen to it, but it was when I was there, so. Because <laughs> it was, like, 15 years ago. Of, you won't find a
1: lot of it on Spotify, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's probably easier to find than, like, Enka. <laughs> um, a lot of that Enka music on Spotify is, like, covers, so.
1: If you haven't listened to it already, um, Aiden's Anka playlist, in my opinion, in my limited opinion, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. So you guys should check that out. I did my best on it. It was kind of rough though, because a lot of the more
0: famous songs, like, if it's not from, like, Itsuki Hiroshi or. Um, who's the other one? Mis- Misoda Hikibari. If it's not, like, one of those two is probably not on Spotify. <laughs> Because a lot of the smaller artists just don't, like, they don't have their stuff on streaming, you know? So, yeah, I tried to find, I guess, the popular stuff to put on Enka so people can get, like, a feel for what it sounds like, but,
1: yeah. I mean, before then, I've never listened to Enka, and I am Japanese,
0: so. (laughs) Yeah, I think it it, kind of has a reputation of being, like, an old person genre, (laughs) like, like grandpa would listen to, me. <laughs> not my grandpa. Cause my grandpa is not Japanese. <laughs> what's,
1: what's what's the corresponding genre? I guess in Western music, what what would be considered an old man, old man genre for the United States? Cause maybe it, like, because it's not quite like jazz. It's not. Yeah. It's not at all like jazz. Cause you not, said it was like blues.
0: Yeah, so like blues stuff, maybe like, um, like classic country stuff. You, I mean I don't know? I guess do, I mean, do people's parents, or it's like parents tr- listen to that? Like a traditional jap, it has a lot of
1: traditional Japanese yeah um, elements in it. It's like
0: kind of like traditional Japanese music, but like plus Western
1: uh, some like Western music. Yeah, like a lot of it has
0: like violin accompaniment or like trumpet or something in it. Um, but it's still like, I guess the theory of it is still pretty Japanese. Like it's not. It doesn't sound like Western music mm-hmm. when you listen to it. I noticed. That. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the Anka playlist.
1: Well, on the topic of music, uh, when I was making my uh, J-Rock playlist, I was looking around on Spotify and also on YouTube. Because I find that YouTube gives you a lot of good Japanese recommendations. Mm -hmm. Like just clicking through the suggested videos right after the other, like one after another, you find a lot. And I came across maybe three days ago this um, this band, uh, sorry, this group, uh, this J-pop group called a uh, Bullet Train. I think it was called. Yeah. And when I read about it, it was the funniest thing because there's nothing like it in like Western music, because it had maybe seven people in the group, and they all had their real names, but they went by Car One, Car Two, Car Three, and so on, so on, because. The name of their group was Bullet Train, so they were like cars of the train. Yeah. And it was all a dance group, but there was one vocalist, and that was Car 7, and they would call him the back vocalist. So he was like a caboose. Yeah, He was like the caboose.
0: They also, there's a Car 8 that they, oh, there like, is they have the Car 8. It's not another member, though. That's what they call their fans. Like Oh my god. <laughs> they call it ha- is what they call <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it. was a popular group. They're, I mean, I don't know if popular is the right. They're known. They're known. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know if they have like avid listeners. Maybe they go back. I mean, they they must, but yeah, I don't know what it's. Yeah, I kind of I like one of their albums, and like I know the members and stuff. Like I follow them on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. They I think idol groups can't do very well outside of like Japan and. I guess the rest of East Asia. Like, they never do well in the U.S. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe it's just because I haven't lived very long in the United. Sorry, in Japan. Mm-hmm. But personally, for me, I haven't heard of many Japanese idol groups. Yeah, I all. think...
0: I mean, they don't promote outside of Japan, ever. Which, I mean... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, really. Like, it's not really because...
1: Do you think it's because they don't market it or because you think Western audiences... I think they don't care about, like, what other
0: countries would think about it, you know? Um, But, like, I don't don't think it would do well in the U.S. anyway because the U.S. doesn't... I mean, we don't... We don't have very many popular, like, groups like that. You know, we have, like... I mean, Americans, when they, like, listen to someone, they like to see that they, like, write and produce their own music and stuff. And... They're, like, genuine musicians. Which is, like, not to say that there aren't any in Japan, but that's kind of where the disconnect between, like, the American audience and idol culture is, you know? So I think that's part of the reason why they don't have, like, a following here, because they don't promote here, and the U.S. doesn't look for that kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot more of a music video and visual culture in Asia, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially in Japan, it's a lot of, like... I won't say that they don't care about skill, <laughs> but it's, like, the that's not the number one thing people are looking for. They're just looking for something entertaining, you know? Mm-hmm. So there there are a lot of popular groups who, like, they might not have, like, the best singers, but they're very fun to watch, you know? Which I think is, like, a, its own asset of
1: its own. Like, yeah, it's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I laugh when I watch, the, yeah. when I watch one of their music videos.
0: If you've watched any of their dance practices... They do like way too much <laughs> like they have a, like their whole concept is like energy like they have a lot of energy mm-hmm. you know it's like listening to them and watching them for too long can be really exhausting
1: I, I, I watched a few I watched um, one of their choreographies like kind of intermittently I would skip like a few seconds here and there. Mm-hmm. But, um, I felt like they had a lot of hand windmills. Yeah. I feel like like that's what I saw. A lot of the hand windmills. it it was very, it was, um, it was, I was awestruck. Yeah. I, I don't get a lot of their choreos.
0: Like, (laughs) some of them don't feel like they go with the song, really. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Do you have a, uh, not an idol group, but, uh, I guess an idol group that's good at dancing? In so Japan? One of those you like? Yeah.
0: I think... Well, I think Bullet Train is... Like, they're good dancers. I just don't like their dances. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Mm, can I think of any that I like?
1: because yeah, personally, I don't listen to a lot of idol groups.
0: Yeah, the only other, like, dance center group I can think of is E-Girls. Mm-hmm. And I have the same issue with their dances. Like, they're good dancers. I just don't vibe with the dances, you know?
1: Just the choreography's not the
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... But I, I like listening to them, mm. too. E-Girls especially, because... Especially the, the subunit flower, the ballad group, I really like them, so... I never watch your music videos, because the dance throws it off.
1: So, talking about differences in music culture... Mm-hmm. I, I said earlier that... I, that I, I think you said earlier, actually, that... Um, Japanese culture doesn't value music videos quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not to the extent that... Um, Korean audiences do yeah Um, especially lately maybe in January I think I went to this like Korean barbecue place uh, called Iron Age yeah I knew it was Iron Age yeah Iron Age (laughs) yeah and like like, it was the first time I've ever been to Iron Age or any Korean barbecue I think except for one in LA but that was a little different Um, this Iron Age one I walked in and like the music is going it's so loud yeah it's so loud (laughs) it's so loud yeah Yeah. same exact music video mm-hmm. right it, it was funny because like the screens would be literally two inches from each other so you'd have a wall of identical videos it was actually kind of cool and i was like why don't we have that why don't we have the same kind of yeah, experience in japanese restaurants here?
0: every korean restaurant i've been to here has like that kind of environment yeah right the japanese places are always like really quiet yeah like i mean the the one i worked at was like like, there was usually no music playing, and if there was, like, background music, it would be, like, instrumental stuff.
1: You worked at a Japanese restaurant? At a Japanese restaurant, yeah. Oh, okay. Was that in the United States,
0: or? Yeah, that was in, uh, Peachtree City, like, where I went to high school. Okay. But, um.
1: How long did you work there?
0: I was there for three, three years? I worked in the kitchen, so.
1: So you can cook? The board a bunch of Japanese food, whenever you want to. I could. That's like all I eat here because it's all I know how to cook. So. I mean, if I knew how to cook Japanese food to, to something more than like I don't know, katsudon or something. Yeah. Well. I didn't know. I
0: think a lot of it is pretty straightforward to make, but I think I'm also just used to it. Um, But especially like a lot of the noodle dishes are really simple to make. I mean, if you... Do you go to H-Mart ever? Yeah, like every
1: other week. Yeah, things. so
0: if you get like a bottle of honsu, it's like a soup base, and you can yeah. just like mix it with water and then heat that up and put uh, soba or udon in it, and then that's it. Like, that's a little hmm. dish. Um, I think my mom makes
1: that so much. Yeah,
0: it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward to make. But, I mean, some other stuff is... It can be a little more complicated. Um... Oh, tempura is really fun to make.
1: Tempura? Yeah. It's like, wait, I, I think yeah, I made it once so you just dip a shrimp or whatever, like pumpkin sometimes, right? Yeah, you, you can with pumpkin. It's, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's so good. Or carrots, too, I think. Yeah. And then you, like, do you, and you put them in batter, and then you put them in panko, and then you beef fry, right?
0: Yeah. It's, so the restaurant I worked at, we did it with, we had, like, zucchini, eggplant, carrots. And shrimp, and then sometimes like we had other stuff like sweet potato or whatever. I have had the
1: sweet potato. That one's really good.
0: Yeah, and then you make you make the batter, which is just like flour, eggs, and water, and then you mix it. That's and it. Then, yeah, that's literally oh, it. That's it. I know that. <laughs> and then we didn't add any panko to it because when you put it in the fryer, some of the batter comes off, and then you can just like swirl it around and like it makes it flaky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use panko. A lot of people do that, and then that's it. Like. <laughs> you just fry it and then take it out. Especially, like, shrimp only takes, like, three minutes, probably less than that, to fry. It cooks really fast. You don't even gotta cook it
1: before, so mm-hmm. it's easy. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> I yeah. mean,
0: any seafood is, like, really fast to cook, you know? Just, it's good to know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's really fun to make. That was all I was doing when I first started working there, because it was the easiest thing to do.
1: Did you ever have to cook eel at your restaurant? Yeah,
0: we, not very often, though, because most of that was uh, sushi bar stuff, oh, like, yeah. they would prepare a lot of the eel for sushi, but not much in the kitchen, so, yeah,
1: I like eel, though. <laughs> yeah, no, eel's, like, whenever I go to, there's a restaurant um, in Duluth mm-hmm. called Haru Ichiban. I think Yeah, I think it's pretty well-known. Is actually. that Haru, like,
0: spring? I mean? Is it Haru like spring? Yeah, yeah, it means mean,
1: uh-huh. yeah, Haru means spring. But I guess it means first spring because Ichiban means first, right? Uh-huh. First spring. Okay, I never thought about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. But uh, Haru Ichiban, yeah, in Duluth, um, whenever I go, unless I want to spend the big bucks on sushi, I'll get the unagi though, because it's so good there.
0: Yeah, oh, that does sound good, unagi.
1: Yeah, unagi. Yeah, we. I don't think we had any.
0: We had one dish from the kitchen that had an eel in it, but no one ever ordered it,
1: cause it's kind of off putting. I think. To yeah,
0: of I mean, a thing. lot of Americans, if they've never had it before, they're not gonna be like, Ooh, "Let me try the eel." Yeah. It's really good though. Like, it doesn't taste like fishy or anything. I mean, it it tastes fishy, but I think it like, it doesn't raw. taste I've like. I've never
1: had raw eel. Yeah, raw I eating. think
0: it's a lot, especially if you put eel sauce on it. It's a lot sweeter than a lot of people expect it to be. Mm. Like, it doesn't. I think people picture, like, what an eel looks like, and then they imagine Yeah, I feel like it. they imagine... <laughs>
1: like, so, like, if you order, for example, like, squid, it's literally just straight squid, right? Cut up. Yeah. And I think that's what they imagine being done to the yeah, eel. Yeah, but eel's like a whole fish. Eel. What yeah,
0: eel's like a whole fish, though, so, like, yeah, I mean, obviously it's the same way you would it, eat like, like any other fish. Yeah. Like, you cut it up. But squid is really good, too. <laughs> people I've are scared never, of it,
1: though. I've never... Maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me, but I've never... <laughs> like come to enjoy squid. I've had it maybe three times so uh, far.
0: Maybe you just haven't had it in the right ways.
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> that might be
0: it. Or maybe you don't like squid. That's okay too. <laughs> but I don't know. I think is just off putting to a lot of people, but that means more
1: for me, so <laughs> <laughs> I had this religious experience. <laughs> I had like an epiphany. It was like, it just came to me. I was eating at the sushi place. Oh no, it was Haruichi Yeah, mm-hmm. I was at Haruichi this one time, and before then, all my life I was the tuna, 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 salmon, salmon, salmon guy, and I'll be like, "Man, only tuna sashimi for me," and whenever I'd go to like a conveyor belt sushi place, yeah, where they would have like the three grades of tuna, uh, sorry, the multiple grades of tuna, I would always just get tuna, mm-hmm. but then at Haruichi I got this. Omakase. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, omakase is like the chef, the sushi chef, just picks out and preps whatever he wants for you. Um, and he gave me this big platter of fish, and all of it was good except for the squid for me. And <laughs> one of the things in there was yellowtail. And when I bit this yellowtail, when I like took a bite of the yellowtail, like my soul left my body because <laughs> it was so good. It like it just melted in my mouth, and the flavor like even without any wasabi or soy sauce or whatever, it was it was it was crazy. And I've been converted to a yellowtail fan now. And I never understood why people are so fanatic about tuna and salmon.
0: Yellowtail is really underrated. It is.
1: I think. It, I think it's underrated. Yeah,
0: I mean, we had. This one roll at the restaurant I worked at called the Rainbow Roll, where it was like... How do I describe it? It was like a, a roll that had like shrimp tempura in it, but then it also had... It was split into like four sections, so one of them had shrimp on it, one had tuna, one had salmon, and one had yellowtail, right? Or maybe five, because I think there was avocado on it too. But always the yellowtail was the one that I ate first. And then, because... Yellowtail doesn't last. Other people will take it from you. (laughs) And then you take, like, and then I would go for, like, uh, tuna and salmon and then avocado last.
1: If you're ever, like, at, like, a sushi place where, like, they let you pick, Mm -hmm. like, where you want the yellowtail from. Yeah. If you ask for the yellowtail, I think it was closer to the spine.
0: Really? Oh, like. Or maybe it was uh, towards the tail. Like, back.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it was the back. The back. That's what I want to say. Yeah. yeah, it was towards the back, and apparently that part is, like, fattier mm-hmm. than the rest of the fish, yeah, than the rest of the yellowtail. Mm-hmm. So, if you eat that one, I promise you, it will change your life. <laughs> have you had fatty tuna before? I have once.
0: I've, I think I've only had it once, too, but I will not forget it. Yeah, it was I, good. I still yeah. think the yellowtail <laughs> is
1: better, but... Tuna's,
0: tuna's really reliable. I it like is. I, yeah, you can right, always you're right, go you're for right. tuna.
1: There are, there's a lot, it's a lot easier to get bad (laughs) yellowtail. Yeah. So sometimes if you're at like a sushi place that's not so, um, that doesn't look so good, Mm -hmm. maybe you get the tuna because that's what everyone wants. So you know it's fresh. True. I think.
0: Yeah. I think tuna and salmon are probably the easiest to get fresh here. Hmm. Well, maybe, kind of depends for salmon, but I think those are like probably the easiest for American restaurants to do. But there's some others that, like, like eel, you kind of have to, like, order that from somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's expensive for restaurants to serve eel, I think. Yeah. Especially in the United States where you're not sure if anyone will even buy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I talk about, um, like, Okinawan food, there's a lot of Okinawan seafood that people didn't know was edible. <laughs> like what? Like, do you know what sea grapes are? No. It's like a type of seaweed. It looks like grapes. But, like, really tiny.
1: I didn't even know that existed.
0: They're really good. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they're salty, like seaweed would be, but they The
1: like hijiki? Hiji- Hiji- Umi
0: Umi, like sea si, and budo, like, I don't, like, Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Hijiki
1: looks nothing like grapes. I was just wondering yeah. does it taste like hijiki? Kinda. What is hijiki? I would into? say it's different. It I don't different? know hijiki <laughs> Is it kelp? Maybe. Should I look it up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I always have hijiki at home, and that's very good. Yeah, but when I people don't... look at hijiki, people think it's, like, bugs or something. I mean, if, if listeners, you should definitely look at what, um...
0: Do you want to know what the English translation is? Oh, yeah, what is, is? it in English? in English. It's hijiki in English. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean,
1: oh, it's an algae, okay. Well, it's called hijiki, but it is a, uh, a brown sea vegetable growing wild on rocky coastlines. It's very good health-wise, and it's also very good taste-wise. That's not a Wikipedia article on reading, that's just me stating the facts, but um, I, it looks I, like bugs, Yeah, but
0: it's very good. It's. Do you eat it like as a snack? <laughs>
1: no, I don't, actually. You don't? I, I, I can't eat, I didn't, I didn't think, I don't, I'm not used to eating hijiki straight. Yeah. You I eat it with rice. You can eat it straight.
0: I don't know if a lot of
1: people do, but... I think some restaurants ever, serve it as, like, the little beginning thing that they give you. Yeah. They give you some edamame and some hijiki.
0: Yeah. Do you ever buy, like, the packs of, like, snack seaweed? Snack
1: the, seaweed? Yeah. I, the ones that come in a box and they have, like, six. Yeah. They're kind of It's, like, the really thin ones, yeah. And really salty, too, uh-huh. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, those are good. Eat, like, eating those with, like, rice and miso soup is mm-hmm. really good. That's all you need for breakfast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my parents are lazy. Or my mom's lazy. Uh, rightfully so, because she, she works hard, but um, <laughs> if she if she doesn't feel like it, she'll just make rice, miso soup, and seaweed, and yeah. we're all happy. Yup. That's how it... Yeah, that's it. That's the move. <laughs> yeah. But, I, uh, like maybe it's, I'm not sure, but I feel like that's every Japanese household.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know.
1: Right? <laughs> uh, well, uh, if, you, if there's any listeners that know better than me, just let me know um, in the comments or whatever, but I'm pretty sure every Japanese household has... Rice, miso soup, and seaweed on days that um, a parent can't make food for their kids. (laughs) It's like the Frosted Flakes of Japan. Do you know how to make miso soup? Yeah. It's really easy. It's really easy. It's crazy how easy it is. Yeah. And you can't even tell. I didn't know what miso was until like a year ago. (laughs) And I learned it's fermented soybeans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you boil... Fermented soybeans, and it tastes good. Yeah, like it's it, weird because all the like fundamental
0: Japanese ingredients are all soy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. There's yeah. soybeans and then tofu, which is also soy, miso, uh-huh. soy sauce. Like if there, was a, <laughs> if, there
1: was a, if there was a Japanese person that's allergic to soybeans, I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know how how you could do that.
0: Yeah, so it, I would hate to like be in Japan. For this yeah, way. no,
1: I think it would be really easy. Yeah. To just trip up and eat something that has soy sauce and soy in it. Soy sauce. You can't have soy
0: sauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, my my parents don't eat pork because it makes them feel, like, kind of sick. I don't know if it's an allergy, but, like, they just avoid pork. Mm-hmm. But eating in Japan is difficult for them because, like, a lot of... St- even if it doesn't have, like, pork in it, a lot of it is, like, pork-based. Mm-hmm. Like, um, a lot of soups use a pork base and things like that. So then even if you, like, ask people, like, does this have pork in it? They'll be like, no. Even if it does sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they kind of have to. I mean, they ask me now because I worked at a Japanese restaurant, so I know what's in some stuff. Um, if it's like pork based or something, I'm like, no, you should be good. But a lot of times they're just like, I hope this doesn't have pork in it. I think Japan's not great with handling like food restrictions, you know? I feel like, like it's, cause it's so much of a mix of everything. Yeah.
1: I feel like it's hard to find something that's not. Including
0: something. Yeah, and if if your restriction is like something crucial, <laughs> like fish or soy, then you're kind of just like.
1: Yeah, squished. you can't eat anything in Japan if you can't have fish or shellfish.
0: Yeah, if you have a shellfish allergy. Yeah,
1: that's kind
0: of Yeah, Yeah, maybe, hopefully it's getting better though. I haven't been in a long time, so <laughs> a lot of my, I guess the stuff I say about it is kind of hearsay or like memory, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: When, so did you, when did you leave um, Okinawa? 2005. I think? <laughs> like I was little, little. 2005. Uh, I was, uh, what, like nine, ten months old when I left? <laughs>
0: but you go back to visit,
1: though. Yeah, I go back to visit maybe every three years or so. Yeah, Whenever I have my family get a discount on the flights. Really? Yeah, because yeah. the flights are like, what, 1,500 and It's like crazy. Yeah, I haven't
0: been back since then, so just by being over here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like the last time I went was maybe 2014 or 15, I feel like, and before that I went in 2011, I think a little bit after the earthquake.
0: We Oh, so after you yeah. Okay. Wait, Wait what where are was you the earthquake happened? It was 2011, the earthquake.
1: Okay, so I went in 2012 then.
0: Okay. What when you go to Japan? What area do you go to? Uh,
1: my grandpa or my grandparents used to live in Fukushima. Okay. Um, which is where we went actually right after the earthquake, which was kind of bad there. Mm. Um I can talk about that later, but what where, where do I usually go? Tokyo and then Fukushima, basically. That's all. So, so really you stay doing. up north. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've only I've only been to. Three prefectures in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I've been to Okinawa and Tokyo, and then Chiba because we went to Disney. <laughs> so oh, yeah! I, I think my <laughs> parents'
1: first date was at that Disneyland.
0: Yeah, it, I mean I don't remember it, but remember I've it heard either. it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> I've only seen pictures; they look cool. Yeah. Um, I think I saw I saw a video online of how all the Japanese Disneyland employees can. Play music using their cleaning instruments. Yeah, that was that was super cool. Um, and then I have a little blanket from that place.
0: Yeah, the next time I'm I'm in like the Tokyo area, I'd want to go there. But I don't know. I feel like it's kind of lame to like visit somewhere and then go to Disney. Yeah, <laughs> it's Disney, yeah, you know? yeah. it would
1: be too different from Disney here. Yeah, I feel like.
0: but I don't know. It's Tokyo, Japan, so. Tokyo Disney, I should just do it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have if you have the time to and not sacrifice anything else better, then
0: why not? There, there's this one theme park in Okinawa called... Oh, dang, what's it called? Nago Pineapple Park. Mm-hmm. And it's a theme park, like, around pineapples. Like, you ride a, pine, a golf cart decorated like a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I have pictures for him if I can find them, but... That's, like, that's one of Okinawa's, like, big attractions.
1: So, so. everyone in Okinawa knows about the, what was it called?
0: Nago Pineapple Park. Nago Pineapple Park. And, yeah, like, there's a TV commercial for it. I think people from, like, the mainland would also know it. Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: If I ever go to Okinawa, the first thing I do after eating a bunch of food there would be the Nago Pineapple Park. Let me see if I can, yeah. When I do, when I do go to Okinawa, I'll post a picture. We will post a picture of me. (laughs) In a pineapple cart. Uh, on <laughs> it's worth it. It's again. worth it to go. Yeah. Canelo okay. is great pineapple. <laughs> when I went to Japan last time, in 2015, roughly, um, obviously I didn't have school because our summers are offset yeah. compared to the ones in Japan. So the my family went to this theme park. They had like a bunch of dinosaurs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went and it was closed because, you know, what kind of theme park is... What kind of theme park geared for children is open on a weekday during the school year, right? Sure. So we went and we were all so disappointed. they were like, "You know what? We'll open it just for you guys." <laughs> they did so that. yeah, no, it was crazy. And I'm like, man, in Japan, this is it. Only in Japan does this happen. Because if I were, you know, if I went to Six Flags and it was closed, yeah, they would tell me to, you know, go no away. no one would be there. <laughs> yeah, so they'd be like, you know, we don't care. But in Japan, they let us. They opened the park just for us, and they had this one attendant. Um, just turn on the rides as we wanted to ride them. So, like, this little spinning carousel kind of thing, and the, the small little roller coaster, um, all, of course, themed like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. All of that is kind of just open for us. Dang, was so lucky, though. Yeah, no, we so we were, really the, we were the only people in the dinosaur-themed park for uh, the entire day.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> um, great. The other, the other big attraction in Okinawa is... Uh, Miami aquarium it's i think it's the third biggest aquarium in the world but it has the reason people go there is because it has like uh two or three whale sharks in it mm, That's cool. um which i mean i think if you're in atlanta that's probably not super special because the georgia aquarium has four whale sharks but i didn't even know that we had that <laughs> um but yeah the okinawan one also has it and like yeah, that has to be, like, one of the busiest places on the island, like, any given day. I mean, not now, because it's pandemic hours, but...
1: <laughs> How many people live on Okinawa? I, I think it's no a idea. little
0: under a million people. Oh, I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, I mean, for Japan, it's small, but for Okinawa, it's pretty big. <laughs> um, it's it's a small island, though. Like.
1: Is there, like, a downtown to it?
0: Yeah, the capital is Naha, and mm-hmm. there's, like, a... It's, like, a whole... Kind of urban area, and there are like villages and towns around it, and then there are f- other few like cities, but most people live in the Naha area. Mm-hmm. That's like you can drive like from one end of the island to the other end like pretty easily. <laughs> it's not. It's not a huge island.
1: Let <laughs> me look up how big Okinawa is because I actually have no idea.
0: Yeah. Also, when you look it up, you'll see that it's like strength like it's really long but it's not very wide
1: oh yeah i see
0: that's actually where it gets its name from fun fact because oki. <laughs> oki is oki like open big, sea right? This oh, i this know oki that. Is like <laughs> open sea so oh, really? yeah and then the other one the nawa is like uh like a line like a fishing line kind of so oh. it's like a line tossed out in the sea <laughs> that's where it gets its name
1: yeah i see i got here Naha, sorry mm-hmm Oh, there's a
0: good bit of highways. Yeah, there's one major highway. Um, What's it called? It says three
1: twenty
0: nine. Oh, is that, is that the one that goes like up this? Yeah, from yeah. Nago
1: to Naha. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Naga to Tomigusuku.
0: Oh okay. Oh, th- do you know what a Gusuku is? No. It's uh, it's a type of like castle in oh. Okinawa. None None of the like original ones are still around. Um, but a lot of them have, like, replicas Mm. of them. So, there are a lot of places that are called, like, something Busuku, because it's, like,
1: something castle, you know? Oh, that's cool. I see, I see it says, Shurijou Castle.
0: Yeah, Shurijou. So, that's the, that's the one that had a fire around this time last year. I think it was a year ago, yeah. Or maybe it was in October. But, so, like, the whole main hall and then part of one of the side buildings like completely burned down so it's being rebuilt now Mm -hmm. but this is I mean it's it was really sad though like watching the news about it but also this is like the third or fourth time it's burned I mean like obviously it was destroyed in the war but like before that and then it had a small fire like once after that and then this one so it's yeah it was just surprising I think for a lot of people Mm -hmm.
1: Is,
0: Is it, it like, like a, a major castle, castle or like feudal? It's uh, oh, it's a, like an Okinawan one. So it was built by like the Ryukyu Kingdom oh, like, okay. before Japan had possession of yeah, Okinawa. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty old and it it doesn't really look like Japanese castles. Okay, that
1: because it wasn't originally Japanese. Yeah,
0: a lot of the yeah. architecture looks a lot more Chinese than Japanese cuz it has more Chinese influence. Um, if you, like, if you look at it, you'll see it's, like, wide instead of tall, and it's, like, very wooden and, like, painted red and things like that. Like, it doesn't look super Japanese, because not, (laughs) but, yeah.
1: I think when I, when I was younger, I don't know why I said no, but my parents would always be like, oh, you know what? Um, we should go see these castles, like Himeji Castle or whatever, or like the other famous ones. And I would always be like, no, I want to, oh, I think (laughs) I always said I wanted to go eat (laughs) kare instead.
0: I mean, maybe that was a good choice. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like I definitely
1: would have liked the castles, but I would always be like, oh, no, no, I want to go um, to the kare, kare, this kare house that I always go to. Yeah. Ne- the next time idea. I get an
0: opportunity to go to, like, mainland Japan, there are definitely a lot of castles and, like, shrines and temples that I want to see. Because, uh, like, I've never been to Meiji Temple or, like, Osaka Castle mm-hmm. and, like, those, like, major ones. It would be cool to see those in person because I've never been up there. <laughs> I know
1: that the temples that I've seen have all been in they it would always have, had, like, enormous statues yeah. carved from a single block of wood. Not it wasn't was a single thing. block of wood, but, like, yeah. it looked like it was carved from a single block of wood, right, and it was, it was like, enormous. Like and those were crazy. Like and, like, all the little shrines that are in the mountains yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. and those are all very quaint. Like, yeah. you walk up this kind of, um, the, the, the grass and the plants have kind of overgrown the stone paths going up the mountain, uh-huh. and, like, you would walk up, and you get there, and it's and the shrine itself is maintained, but like everything around it is kind of just very, uh, very, very grassy and a lot of underbrush and things like that. And you reali- you kind of realize going to those places that that a lot of the scenery in all the Studio Ghibli movies those are real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those it's, are real.
0: It's definitely like a certain aesthetic, yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, cause you there are even like different kinds of like, shrines and temples, like, they're the really big, super public ones, like, Meiji Shrine is, like, the one where everyone goes, for, well, everyone, like, Tokyo goes for New Year's. Um, but then there are like, the really small ones that you were talking about, where it's, like, in nature, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's both of them. But I think... I like that you compared it to Ghibli movies. because yeah,
1: it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Know, yeah.
0: It's the kind of thing that, like, lends itself to that kind of animation really well you know
1: especially, especially when the wind blows, blows on the side of the mountain and <laughs> everything kind of just rustles and like bro something's yeah. gonna come out of the trees yeah. it's gonna be a big fluffy <laughs> creature <laughs> with <a> really <laughs> big eyes and groans and a cat <laughs> wasn't gonna drive by
0: <laughs> when people are watching like Spirited Away um or like My Neighbor Totoro and they see, like, the Japanese countryside, and they're like, wow, it's so aesthetic in this movie. I'm like, no, it actually looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, <it's, yeah. laughs> that's just what
1: Japan looks like. <laughs> when I would visit my grandparents' house in Fukushima, uh-huh. um, you obviously, I think you drive by a lot of big rice fields. Mm-hmm. And the houses around there, I mean, they're all, like, traditional architecture, so it's a lot of paper, paper walls. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call
0: that? The... This, like the sliding door? Yeah, the sliding doors the I know some of the, the, the walls, walls are, are called made. like Shoji or yeah, something
1: yeah. like that. Shoji? does it so like that's I mean, like a type
0: of screen I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what it is, Shoji screen. I mean I think you probably are super rich if you own a house in which all the walls are like that, including yeah. the outside walls, because it also means you probably have an outside perimeter fence. Yeah, and you my have grand, to like maintain it. Yeah, yeah, my grandparents are like that. But I mean <laughs> I think a lot of houses a lot of rural houses In Japan, they have a regular outer wall, Mm -hmm. but everything inside is basically made from shoji. Yeah, like, that kind
0: of, the paper, like, screen Mm -hmm. walls.
1: And, like, I mean, Fukushima, at least, is super temperate, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Maybe maybe it's a little hot in the summer, but it's generally pretty temperate. So, Mm -hmm. those paper walls, I think, it breathes really nice.
0: Does it get cold there in the winter? Have you been there in the winter? I have.
1: I think I've been once in the winter, and it, co- it maybe got to, like, 55, Okay. I feel like. Yeah. That's what I remember, personally. I might be wrong now. I
0: don't think... Like, that kind of traditional housing isn't super common in Okinawa, because, I mean, like, Okinawa is not, like, historically Japanese, so... I mean, it was never there to begin with, but also, like, it's hot <laughs> in Okinawa because it's, like, tropical, you know, and it rains, like, all the time. So I think it'd kind of be annoying to have those that kind of paper screening, you know.
1: Do they have... Uh, I'm sure that they did not originally, but did, did you think they... Do you think they co-opted, like, the tatami mats?
0: Yeah, those are... You can definitely find those in Okinawa. Um, but I think it's... It's because a lot of the people who live in... A lot of the Okinawan population now is, like, Japanese, like, their oh, I mean, their families are from mainland Japan oh. and stuff, but, because, like, a lot of the native Okinawans are, like, either they've, like, married into Japanese families, or they're just, like, I mean, they're still there, but, <laughs> um, the population, like, the demographics are different, so I think a lot of Japanese stuff is super present in Okinawa, because it's been brought there, mm-hmm. um, but it's still, like, a little different, you know, so... I don't know, like, a lot of the stuff you see, like, a lot of, like, typical Japanese scenery that you see is different in Okinawa, because it's not the same climate. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a lot more tropical.
0: Yeah, so, like, I mean, we there's not much rice grown in Okinawa, but you see, like, um, pineapple farms that we talked about earlier, and then, like, sugarcane and stuff like that is the kind of farming you would see there. And then, like, you can always see the ocean and the hills and stuff like that.
1: So, do you see a lot of pineapples kind of fusing with, fusing with Japanese uh, cuisine?
0: Yeah, pineapple's really common in Okinawa. Um, and I it's my favorite fruit, personally, so I eat a lot of pineapple anyway, but I would say yeah. <laughs> like, it's a pretty common ingredient in kitchens.
1: I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine now, like, traditional Japanese dishes with pineapples in them. <laughs>
0: You can cook pineapple into all kinds of stuff.
1: I've, I've had pineapple at, like, barbecues.
0: Yeah, I've had stir-fry yeah, made with, like, pineapple in it. Like, it has, you know, like, typical stir-fry stuff, but it has pineapple, like, mixed into it. It's it's not bad. I like it. But I like pineapple a lot, so... <laughs> Thanks for listening! Stay tuned for part two by
1: checking out our website in the description. ne.